Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is colorist Danielle Leo Grande. She is coming to us from the Vanity Room Salon in New Jersey, where she works with her sister. Um, It is such a special treat to have her here with us. We connected on Instagram, and my favorite part of her Instagram was how real it was and how true the looks were to the the salon client. You know, there was nothing, nothing over the top, but something caught my eye. And I want to talk about that with Danielle. So welcome Danielle to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Like I said, I feel very honored. So thank you very much. It's absolutely my pleasure. And I love the reason that I do both video and podcast is because I want people who listen to the podcast to see what you look like. You know, that used to drive me crazy with other podcasts. I I, I have a picture of what the person looked like and it was nothing like what they look like. You are stunningly beautiful. I love thank you very much. Your cut is adorable. That's my sister. She does a great job. (laughs) What's the secret? Is she a dry cutter or does she do just she's such a talented uh hair cutter. She really she really is. I don't say that because she's my sister. She's just she's a really strong cutter. Um I, she does both wet and dry. So she does it both ways on me and it always comes out perfect. Beautiful. I love the, I love the beachy waves. I always get a little overzealous with the curling iron and then I have to all day, this has to settle down because if I don't curl it tight, it doesn't do anything at all. Yeah. I have super fine hair, but yours is like magazine. Thank perfect. you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so your Instagram you know, I was, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw your page and I saw that I was already following you. You're on my feed. And there was a picture that caught my attention. It was a girl that had, uh, like sprinkles on her lips. um, Oh my God. I love her. Yes. Oh my God. She's fabulous. She's like my muse. I love her for everything. So that, that's something that I wanted to talk about because Instagram frustrates the hell out of me. I, I do it always every day just to stay relevant and to stay present on the platform, but I don't grow. My, my number has stayed at just under 5,000 for literally four years. Like it yeah. just does not move because I see hairstylists playing the follow for follow game, which I have no time for. I'm 54 years old. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. it's exhausting or don't like, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. And I think, I think some stylists are seeing people that are influencers and and have the intent of making something out of their Instagram behave differently than you and I who are doing Instagram, you know, just to show off our our regular work. It's not for, you know, to get picked up by a manufacturer or whatever the other people are looking for. And I think other people, when they're starting out, start to copy what those people are doing and start you know, I'll see on their page, they'll start doing little mini tutorials on why or how they're doing color. And I'm like, their page, they're trying to get a client. So why are they telling clients how they're doing that process? So now we have these, you know, 
clients that are coming in armed with all this information they should not have because they're getting it on their stylist. Instagram. And they don't understand it either. Yeah. And not understanding it, they come in guns a blazing and are bossing us around saying, I don't yes. want lightener because 40 volumes, two diamond, you know, they have like too much information. Oh, yes. Yes. Too much. So, you know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with a part of me wants to just bag it all together and just say, never mind. But in this new reality, if you're not on Instagram, the minute, you know, when I reached out to you to be on the podcast, you probably would have been like, she doesn't even have an Instagram. I'm, who is this woman? You know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like our business card now. Yeah. It's almost like a necessary thing that we have to do. Um, so how do you feel about Instagram? Do you feel like it's a job so, or do you like to do it? I, you know, I feel like, you know, like, I guess similar to most people, it's a love hate relationship. You know, you want to, um, you know, do that, what they say, um, you know, you got to post something every day, post something every day, you got to build, build. And I just, I can't do it. I just, it's, I refuse to put up work that I don't love or pictures that I don't love. And it's not about, uh, for me, it's not about how many people are following me. I just want to put out good stuff, good pictures, good work, things that I really care about or looks that I really enjoy. Um, and if people like it, great. Not everybody will. And that's okay too. So I kind of stopped um, driving myself crazy at one point because it was just too much. And I said, I, you know what? Like when I post, I post, but it's going to be something great and something that I love. Not just, oh, here's another wavy hair or here's another picture just like everybody else's. I'm going to do it just for me. And that's it. And, um, and, you know, I don't have a ton of followers and I'm okay with that. You know, so long as I know that my work is authentic, my page is not like every single other page out there, then I feel good about that. And that's, what's been important to me well, as far as like shows. the posting. Thank yeah, you. It, it stood out to me because it wasn't that typical, you know, the hands fanning out the back of the head that the over the head sold it back that everybody has. Uh, it wasn't the platinum card. Every single hair has to be white and ready to snap off the head. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I was scrolling and I was like, oh, I wasn't bored at all. It was everything was beautiful and believable and not edited. And just if there was a stray hair, the stray hair was there. You know, yes. you, I could tell you didn't sit there with your finger on an editing no. app trying to make yeah. the stray hair go away. You can make yourself crazy. Oh my so gosh. I love yeah. that. But something Thank else you. that stood out on your feed was um, your opportunity that you got to spend the day shadowing Johnny Ramirez. And I stalked him for such a long time. I, I for years, I kept saying, when are you going to do classes? You know, your work yeah. is so different and so good. And, and it was so blended. And so, well, for lack of a better word, lived in, he trademarked yeah. the word, the words lived in because everybody was copying what he was doing. So my husband is a pretty good sport. Um, I saw that he was finally doing, Johnny Ramirez was finally doing a class in um, LA and it was like no notice. I mean, he literally put up the tickets and I think the class was like two weeks later thinking of course that most people from California would go and I was in PA. So I said to my husband, I'm going, I would love for you to come with me. You know, this is something I've been waiting years to do. And he's like, okay. So he found a friend that lives in California and he went and hung out with him. But 
when I got there, they had a red carpet out in the parking lot. There was hundreds of people standing out in the hot, hot sun. It was in, in the summer. It was really hot. And the buildup of, you know, they, they knew how to make the excitement of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get in there. And then of course, when they opened the doors, everybody like rushed in there to try to get a good seat. I, of course, ended up all the way in the back of the room. It was a big room and I ended up having to watch it on the video screen. So I was a little bit annoyed by that because it was not a cheap class. Um, no. I'm trying to remember what the tuition was. I, I want to say it might have been a thousand dollars. It was a lot. It was, yeah. it wasn't a thousand. It was just under. And of course, I had to fly to California. I had to get a hotel, meals, all that. So it was super expensive. And I kind of knew what he was doing because he showed enough on his little um, clips on Instagram with the teasing and all of that. But there was always a missing step to what he does that I was like, I need to know what that is. And at the live show, they took the model in the back for that step. So I still didn't get to see it done. And I thought, God, for all that money, like I want step by step by step. So I feel like he almost was like holding back that one little nugget because he doesn't want everyone copying. I don't blame him. But when you're teaching and you're saying, I'm going to show you this technique, you should really see the technique. So I know you shadowing him because that was the next step. I was like, well, maybe I just need to shadow him. I did figure out everything and I'm not going to say it because yeah, you and I paid course. a lot of money for yeah. it and we shouldn't share it, but, <laughs> yeah. but it is like a process, you know, a, and a very I big ended one. up, I ended up, um, he and Anko Tron or Tran, I don't know how you pronounce it. They were doing a pop-up in New York, which I, which is, I think what you ended up shadowing him. Yes. At. So I went for a haircut with on and Johnny was right behind me. So I was like watching him like a hawk, trying to figure out what he was doing. And he would yell across the salon to the assistants. She needs to be bled. This one needs to be bled. And I was like, oh my goodness, there needs to be a better word for that. I don't know what he's talking about. I do now, but I was like, yeah. I don't know what bleeding is, but he needs to come out with a fluffier word. So <laughs> I think you'll agree with our real life in the salon. We sometimes speak in front of clients and don't realize how harsh our verbiage is, and it can be scary for the client. So yeah, was well, that kind of that experience for you? Were you like, oh my gosh, um, what are they saying in front of these clients? You know what? Anytime when I shadowed him, um, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, he is definitely perfected that look. Um, and it's stunning. It's a stunning look. Um, it's definitely, you you know, and I've tried to take back what I've learned, um, but you definitely need other people or somebody else helping you along the way. Um, he was, when I shadowed him, he was very, um, I asked a lot of questions. He was really great about answering them. He was very detailed um, with me. And I had a really great experience with that. And maybe because the, maybe the group that I was in was smaller when I went to shadow him. So there wasn't like a ton of people like, cause when I went, I had also went to Dallas and took the masterclass that he had and there was a lot of people there. So, you know, I understand what you mean. You bring somebody in the back, you finish them out. Yeah. Yes. So I had that experience as well. But um, my first experience with him was when I shadowed him, that was first. And then I okay. took the masterclass after, but that experience was incredible. and. Even, even though it was very hectic, um, I just tried to stay in tune with what 
either he was doing, just watch what he was doing, or whoever the assistant, because he had, um, well, he has multiple assistants, but he has one very talented assistant. Um, they all are, but Maggie, that was really on game. Like they just work perfectly in tandem together. Um, and so I watched her. I tried to figure out who I needed to watch that I would get the most out of. Um, and those were the two that I watched the most. And um, it really was, it was quite an experience. It was, it was, fant I, it was fantastic for me. Um, and he was so kind, so generous with just giving um, advice, formulas, information, how I could, you know, achieve a certain look. Um, but I know timing wise at that time, I believe it was like a four to five hour process. Um, I haven't seen, I know um, it's now, I believe um, he has like a, a shorter process, which is two hours. Um, mm. And I haven't had the chance to shadow on that. So I don't know how that breaks, uh, you know, breaks down um, behind the chair with him. Uh, but I, you know, that's something that I definitely look forward to probably taking at some point in the future, because, you know, I do like to learn, still keep learning, but I did have a, I will say a wonderful experience as chaotic as any salon environment could be when you're doing that many guests and you're going from person to person, you really, um, have to have a good system in play. And he did, even though there was a lot of people, um, it, it, it was, like I said, it was really, it was a good experience, but yeah, you do want to, I think, um, you know, the clients, his guests that probably go to him, um, I would assume trust him. So if he's saying, you know, I guess verbiage as far as bleeding and stuff like that, but yes, there could be a better word for <laughs> it. Um, but, um, I think they trust him, you know, they want a certain look and they'll sit and they'll just have it done. Don't care how long it takes. And, they absolutely trust them. And I think that's an important thing as any client, you want to trust your stylist or whoever's doing your hair. I love Maggie's story. Do you remember her story that she was yes. housekeeper? Yes. That yes. story. I, actually, I would love to interview her um, to be on the podcast, but I think she's, she's not super fluent yet in English. Like, was she was she able to communicate? I think oh, yeah. Back, she back when I saw him, she was like, oh, like trying to say like, we're, yeah. like uh, when you come to another country. Yeah, so was she was. Um, yeah, she was wonderful. Um, I talked to her, you know, asked her a bunch of questions. Um, but yeah, she uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't even notice that. I, I don't know, maybe because I was so you know, when you're so focused in on watching somebody's hands more so than all the information that they're giving you at the time. Like you're looking at the exact technique. I guess I didn't pick up on that as much. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, she's, her story is just mind blowing and she is extremely talented as well. So, I mean, he really trains his assistants and, and everybody so well. Um, but I think as anything, you have to really be wanting to put in that work and time to learn you know, and, you know, sacrifices are always made. You got to really want to work hard to achieve, you know. So when you came back, when, when I came back from his class, I was like, I have to figure out a way to make it faster because at the time he was like six, seven hours to do like yeah. a brunette to a money piece, you know, blonde yeah. prond. So I was like, there has to be a way to shorten this. And I did, <laughs> yeah. I did create, I took 
a piece of what he does, a piece of what Tracy Cunningham does, and a piece of what my friend Ian does. And I created a whole other technique that I now teach to other people. So there's always things, you know, ways of doing things a little bit. Yes, of course. But did you come back and start doing every step that he does and change the way that you booked your clients? Because you can't just plug that into your normal. Yeah, no. Um, When I came back and I wanted to try those looks, I would come in on my days off. Um, because I needed to make sure that I wasn't distracted and that I had the time because I didn't want to rush it. I wanted to make sure one first that I got it down pat and then I was doing it right. Um, and I, second, I didn't want to rush through it. I wanted to take my time to make sure that, um, it came out the way that I wanted it to, um, and the way it was supposed to. Um, and, but I did, you know, after, you know, practicing that, coming in on my days off, um, doing that look, you know, a few times, obviously, yes, you get behind the chair and somebody's like, oh, I want this look. And, you know, we'll show you the pitch and you're like, you know, well, you're only booked in for, you know, two and a half hours or three hours, say for a foil. So it's like, you do, you have to just figure out a way to say, this is what I can give you in the amount of time that I have. Um, and be honest with them. Like, this is what I have time for. And this is where we'll get you. Maybe the following visit, we can get you to the next level. And, and that's basically what I've done. <laughs> as far, it's interesting when that, that you said um, they're, they're normally booked in for two hours or three hours. That is all recent as well. I mean, I don't know how long you've been doing hair, but an hour was like a luxury for me for when, you know, I was coming up in the industry. It started with the first job I ever had as a colorist, they only gave us 15 minutes per client. And I look back at that and I think, how the heck did I get anything done? It's 15 impossible. minutes now yeah. for me is, hi, come on in. Let me get you a cup of coffee. Here's your robe. <laughs> yes, it changes. <laughs> it definitely changes big it's time. Crazy. Um, and I think, I think it, this is only my personal experience. As I've gotten older and the longer that I've been in this industry, I've gotten comfortable with setting my own timing because, you know, in the beginning, when you start out, it's, you have to have this person in and out of your chair at this time and be complete, you know, whether it's a full foil, half a foil, retouch, haircut, whatever it is in a certain amount of time. So you were just blowing through it, trying to get your book, everybody done in those 15 minute slots, 30 minute slots, hour slots, however it was that they wanted you to do it. Um, but as I got older and, you know, things change, you grow, you get, you know, you get better. Um, you say, Hey, you know what? Like, listen, in order for me to do this, this is the time that I need. And this is the way I do it. Um, you know, for certain looks, obviously, um, I definitely take more time than the average person as far as foiling, um, and stuff like that. So I will take that chunk of time and not force myself into, you know, a 30 minute slot or, or 45 minute slot and be like, okay, let me get this done and get the next person done, you know? And, um, that's how I've worked. That's kind of how I worked it, but it is, it was gradually as you get older and you become a little bit more confident and, know what you're doing and know the direction that you want to go in or the looks that you want to achieve, you need a certain amount of time without feeling that kind of pressure of the next guest coming in. So I kind of just started taking my time as I've gotten older. 
And I think that is really the trend today. It's so different. If we've learned yeah. anything from the younger generation, they they don't want set hours. They don't want to have to sit there when they don't have a client. They have shook the industry and, and yeah. changed things. Um, some of it good, some of it not so good as far yes. as, for in my opinion, as far as like dress code and professionalism, I think you have to look the part and if you want that upscale client, you need to be, yeah. you know, more available and, and, and do have a schedule. So yes, um, it's just, there's been so much change in the industry, but the, the biggest positive I think is taking the proper time. We never had the proper time. You know, I almost want to call every client that I did in my first five years behind the chair and say, come give me another chance. Yes, so different yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so true. It's, it's very true that, you know, um, it's nice to be able to have that time. It really is. And yes, it would be nice to call them and be like, you know, I'm sorry, I rushed you and, you know, got those hundred foils in, in about, you know, 25 minutes, you know, but, um, you know, you just, you learn, we grow. But I do, as far as, you know, yes, the industry has changed and it's, and like you said, in both good and bad ways, but I do, um, and this is just only my core belief that, you know, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time and you really just have to stay consistent in education, be open to learning new things um, from everybody whether they're just starting out or whether they've been in the industry for, you know, 50 years. I think those things are still really important. I agree. And would you, what advice would you give your younger self as far as getting to the point that you are now faster? Like my love and passion right now is helping younger people skip the things that were time wasters and time suckers for me that I didn't know were at the time, you know, just making, taking any body that came my way and sat in my chair from kids cuts to waxing, to updos, to makeup. Now I'm more laser focused on color. Is there something you would tell your younger self if you knew what you were going to be today back then? Um, gosh, um, probably don't worry and don't try to be so perfect all the time. Um, don't be so worried about um, what everybody else thinks. Just do your own thing. Um, there's no such thing as perfection. Do your own thing, you know, be original um, and just don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just it'll come. You know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, at least when I started out, it was a lot of pressure. Like, you know, you, you want to be great. You want to be great. You, that's all you focus on. It's like, how can I be like this person and like that person? Just don't compare yourself. Just be your own person and just be open to growing. That's it. Do you remember the moment that you felt like everything just suddenly clicked in, the, in those beginning years when you just feel so anxious. And I just had two young girls come and do a hands-on with me that work in my salon back in PIM in Florida. And they're just out of school in June. So I forgot how little you really do know when you come out of yeah. school. You know, there was a lot of assuming on my end. And yeah. I would start talking as if they understood. And I got these blank 
looks. And then day two, I would say something that I said day one and they kind of looked blank again. And I said, do you remember yesterday when, and they're like, no. And I said, oh boy, is this 51st dates? Like, do I have to repeat all those things (laughs) again? And then I said, did you write any of it down? No. So like teaching for me, it's so hard to remember not knowing, like once your brain has it all figured out and you've done it, I've done this for 35 years. So for me, I'm almost like, that's like breathing, you know, but it wasn't always like that. And I, I remember exactly when it clicked for me. Do you have a moment like that, that it was like all of this, I was like grinning from ear to ear and talking a taxi driver's ear off on the way home from a show when it all clicked in hair color, when I finally understood hair color and form, it just like, boom, it was like an explosion in my brain that it all came together. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, that's great. You know, he was such a good sport, but I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I get it. I finally get it. <laughs> Clicked as far as what? When I the started. confidence, like to stand behind the chair and know that any client sitting in your chair, you've got this. You didn't need to talk um, to the person next to you. You didn't need to go to a cheat sheet or go online and ask somebody their opinion. I think, God, um, I think that would probably be when I just decided to not worry about, um, how can I say this? When I stopped worrying that, you know, what everybody else was doing, you know, um, when I just was like, you know what, I, I don't care that this person's doing that or that person's doing that or, um, or they're doing it that way. Like, I just let go. I, like, I let everything go and just said, just do it your own way. And then that's when I f- feel like I just came into my own when I stopped worrying about everything else and everybody else. Um, and just, it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. And that's it. And I think that's when I realized that I had the confidence. I was just afraid, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, trust yourself. I, yes. Trust myself, like step into it. I was afraid. And um, yeah. And then once I did, then that was it. And then whoever sat in my chair, it was like, okay, um, I got this, you know, regardless of what it is, don't get me wrong. We always have things where we're like, oh, we got to think a little bit harder on how we're going to do something. Um, Cause there's always challenges and things that come up, but that's, I would say, yeah. When I really just let go and was like, all right, I know how I'm going to do this, whatever they want. They sit down. I got it done. I love that because my uh, members, I have a hair color um, hair color secrets insider membership, and it's a year long journey. And I, I see the progress in the tentativeness and the beginning of, well, I don't really trust this because I don't really know you. And this is different than what I know. And then there's that middle part where they start to test some of the things that I teach them, but almost every single one will get some pushback from a coworker. And it's always a coworker that's just, just enough further along than them for them to doubt what they're doing. And, you know, we'll be in the group. We have a private Facebook group and someone will show a picture and say, this is my client. What do you think? And I'll say, step one, do this, step two, do this. And we'll go back and forth and we'll come out with a plan. And then I'll see the after and the after is not what she wanted. And I'll say, what do you think went wrong? And then I feel bad. Cause I'm like, did I give bad advice? I told her every yeah. step of the way. And she'll say, well, I didn't do that 
because my coworker was saying not to. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to have to get to the point where you trust yourself more than you trust your coworker. And you're never going to get to that next level. Trusting your coworker is your coworker driving your dream car, living in your dream house, making six figures. Probably not. So if you stick with me and you stay on this journey, I can get you to those places because you're going to learn to trust yourself and you don't need some stranger on Facebook to tell you what to do because you really understand the fundamentals that most of us, I'm sure you'll agree that beauty school did not get us properly prepared. No, never does color. Yeah. Yeah. So I think some people think that's the end of the road. Um, I wish that every state had continued education uh, requirements. Mine yeah, does now. Would... It never did in PA. Does New Jersey have them? Um, no, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. So you can be um, licensed in 1970 and be doing hair in 2021 and never have learned another thing. It's crazy. No, no. But that's, I think that's part of the reason why I consistently do education on my own. Just because one, I feel like, for me, I feel like when you stop learning, um, and you stop wanting to absorb any information or be open to anything, it gets stagnant, you know, repetitive. And I don't, I don't ever want to feel that way. So I always just continue to just do my own education. It doesn't have to be color, could be anything, you know, um, just to open my mind to different things. Um, and I feel like that's a really important thing. I feel like if you don't keep learning, um, it just, you get into that groove and it's just the same thing over and over and over. And I, you know, I get excited. You know, you take a class, you learn something new. You're like, ah, let me try this. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, I've been just, you know, as I'm sure you're in this industry for so long that it's like after a while, you know, it's like, if, you know, people think, oh, you know, I don't need to take classes. You know, I've been doing this forever, but I feel like those are important, you know, just, you know, keep learning, learn something new from somebody different, something that maybe you're not interested in, but you could take back and make your own in some way. Take a piece of it. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely agree. I tease my husband all the time because we're going to be married 30 years in October. And I always say, I just miss that first kiss, stomach yeah. drop, roller coaster feeling. Yes. And that's how I equate the education in our industry that it, you're missing that first kiss, stomach, belly butterfly when you come out of a good class I don't care how long you've been doing it you're vibrating your body's like shaking you're so excited and you cannot wait to get back to the salon and I feel for people who've never had that feeling oh you know it's like how can you live without feeling that alive in what you do it it becomes such groundhog day oh yeah do the same section same foiling pattern, same yes. thing. It's like, and people pick up on that, you know, yeah. your clients eventually pick up on that and they, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you're only hurting yourself if you don't. And that, like you, that's like the perfect analogy, like that first kiss, that feeling like you leave and you're just shaking with excitement because you're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Um, and like, I recently just took a class um, a couple of weeks ago and I came out of there just exactly like that, like that kiss. It's like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, you know, your adrenaline's going, you feel high. You're just like, mm-hmm. this is the best. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, there's no better feeling than that. And then going back into the salon and then, 
your clients ask you about it, or then you're telling your clients about it because you're so excited and then they're excited. They get excited. You know? yeah. yeah. So it's, um, I feel like that's important. The continuing education is important. And as far as pricing too, a lot of people have fear around pricing and some of them should because they haven't been to a class since 1978. So you should yeah. be afraid to raise your prices because you're not earning the right to if you're not up-leveling yes. your education. So when we share our experience and we're so excited coming back from an event, our clients almost expect our prices to go up because they know we're on the cutting edge of what's going on and that they're going to get the best yeah. service and look their absolute best. Yeah. So I have a funny story about the kiss with my husband. So you know, 30 years is a long time to be with the same man. So we were having that <laughs> <Congratulations>. conversation <laughs> about the kiss. And I said, I was going to, to Paris. I, I closed my salon and I took my whole staff to Paris. We were there for 10 days. It was wonderful. We went to a big hair show there, the Mondial Coiffure. And, you know, you think of Paris as being, you know, the city of romance, the city of love. And I'm, I pictured every guy to be so, so handsome and, you know, different than an American guy. And I said to my husband, dead serious. We had two kids at the time. And I'm like, if I meet a guy that's like really handsome and really charming, can I just like make out with him for five minutes and not be cheating? <laughs> like, can, can that not count? And he was like, I mean, I guess it's not, you know, it's just a kiss, I guess. Well, I was so excited. We get on the trip. I'm like this looking, who can looking I kiss? Everywhere. Who can I kiss? Yeah. Who can I kiss? I haven't kissed anybody different. And at the time it was probably 20 years and do you think I could find a single man in that entire country? I wanted to kiss like not no. one, no, no <laughs> oh, moment came up. Awful. So I come Aww. home and of course he asked me, did you, I said, no, I didn't. So then we go to Italy for another show. Well, now it's like, I want to kiss everyone that's walking near me. And this guy was like, beautiful, gorgeous. We're, we're dancing at this formal party and I'm having a great time. And I'm texting my husband. Of course, now I have a couple of drinks in me. I'm forgetting about the time difference. So I'm saying, is that deal still on? Can I, can I cash in on that kiss? And he's not answering me because <laughs> he's asleep. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I better not, you know, I think I'm pushing it. So I go to bed. I wake up in the morning. There had been an earthquake overnight. I slept through the earthquake. Oh so my, my phone was like blown up. Every family member, are you okay? Because it was all over the news and everything. And I talked to my husband. I'm like, I'm okay. And he's like, well, did you do it? I go, no, you didn't answer me. He's like, I was asleep. <laughs> You're like, damn it. So damn my, it. Two, my two opportunities, I totally blew. Oh. I haven't kissed anybody. But he's, uh, he's a good sport. I mean, uh, when you're together that long, it's like, really? Yeah. Is that really going like, to be a deal breaker? No. So now I have no. it in my back pocket for, for emergency <laughs> use only. It's like one of those emergency cigarettes for people yeah. who quit smoking. Like, can't wait. <laughs> like, I need it. Just oh, knowing hilarious. that it's there keeps me, keeps me married. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, right? That's hilarious. That's the best. Oh my God. That's really <laughs> funny. I love that. <laughs> Which I think, you know, it's funny. We're, I'm, I'm totally off track as I always get. No, that's so, okay. ADD, I'm enjoying but, this. But, this but is that great. is an important part of my marriage is the communication with my husband and my, how I'm feeling and what I'm feeling for me, me kissing a stranger in another country and having it be shysty and, and a secret and, and deceptive. That's where marriages break down because yeah. it's the trust. So same thing in the salon. I think a lot of people bail on a salon because there wasn't communication with the owner. I, for yeah. you, yours is a whole other level with family. I can imagine yeah. how that gets blurred sometimes. You know um, what? I, I have to say, 
you know, you, when you're in this industry a long time, you see a lot of different salons or a lot of different places. And it's like, um, excuse my language, but like a shit show, you know, it's like everybody it's, it's just, you're afraid to ask or who's this or who's that. I have to say, like, I have never had such an incredible work experience with a boss as I do with my sister. Um, I never forget one that she is still my boss first and foremost, and I will always respect that. And I will always ask just like any other stylist in here. Um, and we work in perfect tandem together. And I know a lot of families have a dip may have a difficult time, you know, working together. You know, we grew up with, you know, our families and businesses together, different ones. And when people don't see eye to eye or don't work well together, especially when it comes to families, it's very hard. But I, I mean, I have to say I'm super fortunate. Half the time, people don't even know that we're related. Um, because now, did you start I, out with her or had you had experience elsewhere and you were like the perfect employee to begin with? Um, I started out elsewhere. She was somewhere else as well. Um, and then she opened up this spot and I knew that this was going to happen and I could not wait, um, because I was low, where I was at was very stagnant. Nobody was very, they weren't big on education. They weren't big on this. And, and, and I just like, I wasn't growing, you know, and I knew that I wasn't growing and I had wanted to leave, but I knew the other salons in the area. I didn't want to be at those ones. Right. So I, you know, this was new, you know, and I was so excited because I knew it was going to be different and, and I knew it was going to be brilliant. And as soon as this opened, it was like, it was like, finally, like this, this is what I've been, this is what, this is the type of place I've been looking for. Um, and I'm grateful, you know, because sometimes family members won't let other family members work with them because of issues. And I'm so grateful that she wanted me to be a part and let me come in um, because, it, you know, you always have challenges. You never know and you're afraid, you know, and I just um, I've never felt more at home and more comfortable in a place. And not only that, but like. Anytime, like I, you know, we bounce questions off each other. We ask each other, like, you know, I'll ask her, you know, what do you think about this? You know, or what do you think about that? You know, I want to try this. Or I want to try that. And she'd be like, well, try it this way. You know, and we go back and forth and we talk to each other um, and we continue to learn from each other. And I think it's a beautiful thing when you can have that with your boss, but it's also, you know, your sibling, you know, a family member. Um, but we have a really great work relationship. Um, and I'm very, like I said, very fortunate for that. Definitely. That's amazing. And that says a lot. And I think it's smart that you didn't go into it together. I think it would be a whole yeah. dynamic, different dynamic. If you had yes. partners, partnerships are brutally hard. Yes. Um, I always, when people ask my advice about partnerships, I'm like, if you need to go into business with a partner, don't go into business. Yeah. Do it <laughs> alone. Do it yeah. alone or don't do it at all. That's exactly. been my experience. But, but that's the different. truth. I, I feel like that's the truth. It's very difficult to have a business, I think, with a partner or somebody that you're a, a partner in general um, or somebody that you're close with, because there's always issues that arise. There's it's very hard to run a business. It is brutal. So um, but 
yeah. So, you know, I love her dearly. She's the best. She really, and she's an incredible boss, her husband too. Um, really just good, solid people that want the best support you in every single way possible. Every stylist, they support and encourage endlessly. And um, that's a, a, a really great feeling to have. You know, you lay your head on the pillow at night. You're not worried about asking your boss about something. You're not like, uh, you know, have those knots in your stomach. You're just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go in and maybe ask this or maybe ask that. And I'm curious about that. And it's just, it's fabulous. Really Because when you hold it in and you don't bring it to the person it needs to go to, that's when all the drama starts because yeah. you start bitching to a coworker and there's all this background bitching. But yeah. the leader, if the leader doesn't know what the issues are, they can't make them change. It's so yeah. frustrating. You yeah. know, people will just leave and be so dramatic where all they had to do is say, I don't want to work Thursday anymore or whatever, whatever the beef yeah. is, just yeah. say it, yeah. you know, yep. and everybody's have, happier. To have that open dialogue you know, an honest, open dialogue all the time. So, and that, that's important. That's important anywhere you are. Uh, so, yeah, amazing. definitely. Well, you are amazing. I love thank you. with you. I love meeting I, you. Thank you. How can people find you and follow your Instagram? Um, they can follow me at uh, color by Danielle. Um, and yeah, that's where they could find me. Do you have any crazy underscores or any of that stuff? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Color. Sorry about that. Color underscore by underscore Danielle. Awesome. Um, that's my IG handle. So, um, but thank you. This has been um, so lovely. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. And I cannot thank you enough for inviting me on. And I look forward to, you know, chatting again. Awesome. You too. It was my pleasure having you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so everybody much. for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.